In a far-off land, a radio show will commence. It's called Your Pet Matters, and tuning in would just make sense. Every Saturday at 10 a.m., relax and unwind. And listen to Dr. T, who has pet advice designed for you and for you alone. Free advice just for helping to keep your furry friend happy and healthy. Tune in to Your Pet Matters, a show underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care with quality you can't deny. Only on 1077 The Bronx. Good morning. Welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila. And on today's show, let's talk about COVID, COVID-19. Now, we're probably in our third week of isolation at this point when this is being aired. And I just wanted to go through the process of what's happening in the veterinary profession. Um, first and foremost, big shout out to all the healthcare providers and their support team for giving their all, putting their lives on the line to help with this pandemic. At this point in time, I think things are going to start to peak and get better. Um, statistically, because there is no vaccine, there probably will be a second area or time where we're going to have to go into an isolation mode. Um, we're just using China as our model right now. And it's still unknown as to how readily this virus is spreading. So please continue to do your self-isolation, wear a mask at all times. Right now in our state, it's recommended or mandatory to wear a mask in public settings. Limit your exposure, stand at least six feet apart. For those of you not in the US, two meters. <laughs> and we'll just get through this together. So let's start about talking about how the process actually works for the veterinary world. So we've for the most part have gone to what we call curbside care or virtual care so let's talk about the first curbside care so the way it works is if your pet needs to be seen at your veterinarian you call ahead they will go through the process of what curbside care is which basically means you do not leave your vehicle you do not enter the building a person will come out um, and will be garbed in protective wear from a gown, a mask, gloves, possibly a face shield at this point. The history for what is going on will probably take care, take place over the phone. So when you arrive at the practice, you will phone and say, hey, I'm here. And you will get a history over the phone. A team member will come out and get your pet, which will go inside and we'll do a physical exam and keep in mind that we're actually wearing the same protective gear, gear inside. Um, a combination of what is needed to protect ourselves from the unknowns and honestly to protect ourselves from each other. Um, you know, we go home and we have lives outside of here and um, hopefully there is no potential exposure, but we're protecting ourselves. So your pet will get a physical exam recommendations, diagnostic tests, and treatment will be performed. Um, a discussion will take place over the phone, and then payment is done via credit card over the phone as well, and then your pet is returned to your vehicle to you. There are some cases for, unfortunately, if we're talking end of life, 
many times veterinary hospitals will either say I'm sorry you can't come in or yes you can come in on the basis that you are gowned gloved and masked in the process and, and limiting the number of individuals coming into the building the other form is virtual um, care right now you can create a um, meeting a lot of veterinary practices are using zoom it's a video software um, conferencing modality used where you could have a discussion with a veterinarian and go over signs and symptoms um, at that point in time I think you're looking at two things you're looking at either the pet needs to come in physically to be seen or for example a recheck exam or something else then maybe a discussion over the zoom will suffice um, and then there is charges made over credit card um, again and either prior to or after and then that case is closed everything is recorded so then it becomes part of the pet's record so everything's in there but but that's how we're dealing with um covid right now um it it's it's one of those things that needs to be be done um unfortunately um one thing i will point out and this is a scenario that i think many vets are facing is a lot of people just don't want to come in um it's very difficult even before covid when telehealth is done is to actually do a diagnosis on a pet or if there is something wrong that you can't just discuss um, over a audio or video signal um, it's really best to bring your pet in i had a little situation at the clinic where a pet hadn't been seen for 18 months um, and typically what you need to do is you need to do a physical exam once a year to continue what is called a doctor-patient relationship in which case then he can prescribe medications and the client wanted medications prescribed um, unfortunately we can't do that because we don't know the condition of your pet and <clears throat> heaven help us if we do prescribe something and it's going to lead to a negative reaction based on the current medical status of your pet so I know it's tough, um, especially if you are COVID positive or been diagnosed with COVID. Um, I think that in those cases, the discussions are, is there someone else in the household who could bring your pet in? Is there you know, another way of doing something? Um, but that's the way it works. Um, one thing I didn't touch on was that that was a day practice approach. The emergency centers are slightly different where when you arrive, because they don't really have a history of your pet, there's an individual's outside gown and garbed who will then take the history and bring your pet inside um, for care. And those are those are difficult scenarios, um, but they, and kudos to them, they are open 24 hours a day. Many of us uh, day practitioners have actually limited our hours. We wanna decrease our exposure um, and, you know, normal healthcare may or may not be happening um, in day practices and it's really those difficult cases those emergent cases um, those needed surgeries or treatments are the ones that are happening in the referral centers and so um, you know they don't they may not have a history that you have with your pet so that's something definitely to think about there um, so that's the COVID scenario in the vet world and things will change as time goes on um, and there are some practices that aren't actually closing um, so it's a difficult time for everyone and, and one thing that I need to point out is that although we provide medical care to your pets a veterinary hospital is a small business and they are facing the same small business issues that 
every small business faces. We are fortunate now that we are not all closed. Um, there are some small businesses that are actually closed. There are some small businesses that might actually be doing very well. So um, in a time like this, we are looking at ways of how can we get to the point of providing care for your pet without exposing risks to either you or us. That is an interesting thing. And that's something that we're all working out right now um, to figure out which is best and how we can get through this. Let's take a short break. You're listening to Your Pet Matters right here on 1077, 1077, thebronc.com. Hear ye, hear ye. Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend, Dr. T, only on 1077, the Bronx. Welcome back, and if you're just joining us, this is Your Pet Matters, and I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tikiwa. Um, I wanted to talk about all the stuff that, you know, it, this show is kind of dedicated to COVID-19 um, and everything that is what we're dealing with. It's it's really of, you know, all the, all the issues that small businesses like mine um, and health and everything. Um, to date so the date uh this is airing we know that um covid has been found positive in a couple dogs and a couple cats um the most recent would be the brock zoo tigers uh, the lions and tigers were exhibiting some upper respiratory signs and they swabbed and found them um, what we don't know and the current understanding is that there is no evidence that a covid positive dog and no evidence that a COVID positive cat or feline can spread that to us. The incident at the zoo, it was determined that a worker who was infected actually gave it to the cats. Think about this though, is that the, how close are you gonna to get to a tiger? I don't care if you work at a zoo or not, but this worker who showed the signs of COVID um, gave it to the cats. All the cats are expected to have a normal recovery. There were mild upper respiratory signs. Um, so the way we're looking at it in this world, veterinary world, mind you, let me let me backtrack. The dog, the positive dog was a infected individual in China, had an older dog, I think 16 or 17, that the nasal samples um, presented positive for COVID. They were put in isolation. They were tested again in a few days. They were tested positive. And that dog subsequently passed away. But if you have a geriatric dog that you throw in isolation for three months, um, it's not necessarily due to the COVID. There's no indication that this dog died to, due to an upper respiratory infection. This dog did not show signs of upper respiratory infection. So getting back to how are we dealing with this as veterinarians? The way we're dealing with this as veterinarians is if you are COVID positive, stay away from your cat. <laughs> um, you know, limit your exposure, wear a mask. And that applies to anyone else in the household, two-legged or four-legged. Um, you know, you don't want to spread that to your pets. Um, the recommendation for pets in general, and I, this applies mostly to dogs because we do walk our dogs. I still walk my dogs outside, is that practice the same social isolation, social separation that you would do with humans with your pets. Um, 
right now there's no indication that the fur or anything's going to carry the pet um carry the virus but what we're doing in the practice is we're wiping down leashes we're wiping down fur we're, we're wearing gloves and masks and everything when we do physical exams so you really want to limit what you're doing with that so the best approach is to do the proactive approach where you don't want to you know Put your hands on and breathe into your pet and everything like that um, if you don't have the signs and symptoms go for it uh, everything's great that way but that's how we stand so if there's any fear that you know your cat's going to give you covid it's usually the other way around um, and there's no indication that these pets are getting into serious trouble having said all that things change on a basis we don't know if the virus mutates we don't know what's going to happen um, we don't know what's happening in our world in the human world so just play it safe that way and um, you know if you have questions definitely call your veterinarian they'll be more than happy to talk to you about everything that way um, if your pet exhibits upper respiratory infection signs and by that i mean they're sneezing they're coughing um, in worse cases their appetite goes down there is nasal discharge it goes from clear to mucusy those are most likely a typical upper respiratory infection um, in many of those cases we do want to see your pet we do want to talk to you about what the options are for that there is a bad influenza virus that dogs can get and it can be fatal in dogs that aren't treated so you definitely want to at the very least talk to your veterinarian second case is do a curbside appointment with your veterinarian um, but if your pet is really showing signs of lethargy fever decreased appetite hacking away those are signs that you know you want to get your your pet looked at other signs of coughing sneezing difficulty breathing can range from asthma in heart disease you could have difficulty breathing and coughing um, those are other typical signs that can lead to issues in all those types of cases you do want your pet looked at you do want your pet looked at by a veterinarian so so call your veterinarian make that appointment um, if you're hesitant to bring your pet in um, ask to see have a virtual consult with your veterinarian um, i talked about this the last segment in cases like that it may be something that they can talk you through things but they may say listen i don't have enough information or your pet sounds really bad that we definitely need to be seen okay so that's what i wanted to talk about um the covid situation here in the vet world stay tuned keep that dial tuned to 107.7 on your fm or keep listening um, if you want to listen to us via the internet um, there is two apps that you can download, namely WRRC1 and WRRC2 available on iOS and Android devices. We also archive these stories um, at 1077thebronc.com. You can list the audio archives. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. 
every weekend, you'll find a project to get involved with. And sometimes, it'll include your scaly or furry partner in crime. From Your Pet Matters with Dr. T, it's time for Producer's Pet Project. Your go-to for pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and overall helpful tips and tricks to keep your best friend happy and healthy. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Pet Matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan, and today I want to discuss two things. Number one, a very important day for me, as it will be my 21st birthday in approximately two hours. January 20th, at the time of this recording, it's January 19th, and by the time this episode comes out, it will be the 21st. So, I would just like to take this time right now to... You know, say it is my birthday. I also want to thank um, Dr. T and um, the head of the radio station, uh, Mr. John Moses, to say that I'm grateful for this opportunity to provide these wonderful facts and to just produce this show. It's been a great, wonderful experience, and I can't wait to do it um, as time goes on. So, Thank you all for that, and it will be my 21st birthday coming tomorrow. So, let's move on to the second part of how music can affect our animals. We left off at combining music with a calming visual enrichment. Television and videos for dogs are becoming more popular. Not only can these provide extra enrichment when you're working from home, but they are ideal for when your dog is home alone. I leave on dog TV for my dogs whenever I leave for a few hours, and I like how I can choose between on-demand calming videos or turn to their live channel. Colors and videos, oh, colors and sounds, sorry, are chosen specifically for dogs, so you may notice that blues and yellows are more prevalent on screen. When do you actually play the calming music for your dog? Your dog can benefit from music in a variety of situations, including during the adjustment period after you first bring home a new puppy or dog, whenever you leave your dog home alone, whenever your dog spends time in their crate, puppy zone, or their safe space, during thunderstorms or fireworks, helping a restless puppy or dog fall asleep, at the veterinary clinic during exams, or while riding in the car to help ease travel anxiety. A pro tip. If you aren't planning on leaving music on for a dog that suffers from separation anxiety, you want to make sure you also play it at other times when you are home. You don't want your dog to learn that when you turn on the music it means you're leaving, adding another stressful trigger to their anxiety. There's actually a way that you can use music to help prevent barking. If your dog barks at any noise they hear outside, you can play music or turn on a fan or white noise machine to help mask the sounds. It's normal for dogs to alert bark when they hear something outside, and noise masking can be a great management tool. The author tends to turn on music or dog TV when they're working from home, which helps them concentrate as well as keeps their dogs from barking. Masking ambient sounds can lessen the amount of barking your dog does while alone or at nighttime something you and your neighbors will appreciate. 
They personally use the Snooze Sound Machine to mask nighttime outdoor noises that causes their younger dog to bark. This could be found at Amazon under that titled name. And then there is using music to help your dog get used to scary sounds. For dogs that already get anxious or are fearful of certain noises like thunder or fireworks, you want to work with a certified dog trainer to start a desensitization and counter conditioning plan. You can read the basics of this training technique in our Getting Your Dog Ready for Fireworks article. For puppies and dogs who, have, who haven't yet shown anxiety or fear of loud noises, it's worth it to introduce noises in a positive way to prevent noise phobia or anxiety from developing. Proactive and positive socialization is the best way to prevent fear and anxiety later in life. While most effective during your puppy's imprint period between 7 to 16 weeks of age, it can still be done at any age. They have an app called the Pup Standing app to where these um, things can be done, such as the proactive exposure training resource page, four videos showing you how to properly socialize your puppy. It's free on the App Store and Google Play. Dog trainer Victoria Stillwell partnered with Through a Dog's Ear to create audio tracks that combine calming effects with low volume sounds like fireworks, thunderstorms, and city sounds um, to help with this process. These are great tools to introduce a puppy to new sounds in a positive way or use in a desensitization training plan. The Soundproof Puppy app is another great way to proactively expose your puppy to new sounds during their socialization period. And as stated before, it is on the App Store and Google Play. And with that uh, is all the time I have for this episode. But tune in next time where I teach you more tips, tricks, and overall just fun facts to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Till then, back to Dr. T and your pet matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan, and I will see you all in the next one. Stay safe, everybody. That was today's segment of Producer's Pet Project, your one stop for all things pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and more. Be sure to tune in next time. And for a more in-depth conversation, listen to Your Pet Matters with Dr. T every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Hear ye, hear ye. Your Pet Matters is back to answer your pet queries. Come get free pet advice from our friend, Dr. T, only on 1077 The Bronx. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Pet Matters right here on 107.7 The FM Dial, 1077thebronc.com. And we've been dedicating the show to COVID. Um, I want to want to end the show with a, just a personal experience I have in my business. Um, and it pertains to just what I was faced with prior to COVID and during COVID. Um, it's interesting. So 